I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. I, mean, I, mean, I wonder what you know. I wonder what our, our classic philosophers would say. You know, the likes of Kant and Wittgenstein, because there's, mm. there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot. There was a lot of talk about, you know, in, in, in philosophical circles about cognition and about intelligence mm. and about what constitutes. I mean, one of the things that people are saying now is, you know, are, are artificial intelligences, you know, do they fulfil the Turing test? Brilliant. Probably come in, I think. Yeah, do and by Alan Turing, and certainly by Alan Turing standards, they probably do. I mean, what 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 what, what do you think? Well, Would Turing say, "Yep, they they, they win." Well, um, starting from a kind of language uh, point, so we've got mm. all these words, right? Consciousness mm. is a big one, right? Intelligence mm. and and uh, awareness and this mm. and the other. But um, so Wittgenstein aside, but he's, he looms large in this. Mm, um, yes. The philosopher. Um, I, is my go-to for this is um, John Searle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he's if you um, catch any of these um, lectures on YouTube about consciousness and uh, mm. artificial intelligence, which is you know that in itself, we're talking AI this, AI that. Mm. There's no such thing as art- artificial artificial intelligence as it is. Mm. We're using it as a kind of shorthand. And um, so start from the, we get to consciousness in a minute, but start from the Turing test. So what is the Turing test? So the Turing test is basically if we can, um, um, if a computer can convince us that it's uh, a real person. Hmm. Yeah, so we can talk to a computer um, or write in, into a computer and it can write something back to us. Hmm. Um, and it can convince us that it's an actual uh, real person, not a computer, then it passes hmm. the Turing test. And therefore, well, a computer then must be uh, like a human being. Hmm. Um, so, um, Searle's uh, argument against this, which is, I think, genius, is, is saying that basically, um, does the computer know and does it has, uh, have consciousness? So, um, the Turing test can be beat really easily. So, his, his thing is the, um, what, what, what's called the Chinese room. Chinese room, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, can you can I convince you that I know Chinese? I know Chinese. Yeah. So um, the person's in the room, and something Chinese uh, is written on the card and put in through a slot, and the person inside the the room uses like uh, 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 reference books, and uh, can uh, get to a certain point where you can write something back, and then the person then, um, who receives it can be convinced that person mm. knows. You know, inverting colours, inverted commas, mm. knows Chinese. So you can convince someone, <laughs> you can convince someone that they're, they're human doesn't mean that they are mm. human or the computer yes. is human. So that leads to um, um, consciousness. Um, so basically, this is what we're talking about, aren't we? Um, mm-hmm. So a program like Ch- Chat GPT is a program. And it's um, made up of um, like uh, rules, algorithms that work on the kind of syntax. Um, mm. But the difference between um, a program and a human being is was well, is a massive difference. Um, but in a sense, we are already computers in that in that way. But there's a big difference in, in, in that we have um, consciousness. We're aware. We're mm. aware of what we're doing, and. Um, um, one of the kind of uh, magic bullets of destroying this, um, uh, unless there's you know some future point where we can we can do this, is that we don't really understand what consciousness is. There isn't a definition of it, 
And mm. if we can work out, we can if we can work out what consciousness is, then we can begin to build a machine that can, you know, try to replicate what it is. So, artificial intelligence thus far, some people think it might, you know, be come, mm. but basically, a computer is um, computer programs are ever since you know a hundred years ago when they started really getting into this kind of stuff is just a series of, of, of uh, mechanical switches, mm. zeros and ones. Mm. Yes, yes. And um, because we are, you know, we're, you know, we're humans and we think in a kind of a more uh, ethereal way, it's, we're, we're quick to put, oh, the, the computer's thinking right now, as I often say, we put this human language into, into the machine. Mm. Um, um, but uh, that kind of mechanical uh, view of the brain is very, very limiting. Um, but we have, you know... Um, this is the part of it where it gets more complicated, complicated, but in a kind of instinctual way. I know it's, I know it's right, but um, um, com- um, computers don't do semantics; don't know the mm. meaning of words. No, this is no. where Wittgenstein comes in too, because um, as we, I've said, you know, over uh, many times on here, is that when we get, we move from the Tractatus to the later uh, work. He's he's showing how the Tractatus and and its work on logic is very limiting. It's a very limited mm. way of understanding um, where meaning comes from, and um, yes. and uh, we understand how to use words. Um, it's not a kind of mechanical process in our in our, in our brain. Mm. It's a grasping of, of of meaning in lots of different ways, and that is still a kind of you know a uh, um, a border of what we we can't really get across. So Cell goes into lots of your detail about you know neurobiology, hmm. and um, he his uh, his thesis is that consciousness is like a biological process, a bit like um, digestion. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, I, I, when I was listening to him, I was thinking this is you know it's a very interesting. It's like I imagine like um, uh, um, uh, like he talks about secretions mm-hmm. in the brain, like he talk um, he talks about like. Um, um, th- we we think about raising your arm, and uh, we ultimately think that there's a kind of causal process to it, which would lead to this kind of dualist dualism. Yes, yeah. which we're we're still trapped in. We can't mm. seem to get out yes. of it. Um, but he, he sees it more of a kind of a unified field, the whole of the body, the whole of mind, which I think Wittgenstein was really getting to. Mm. And mm. Um, so. Even if you think, okay, I'll move my arm up, and there's a secretion. <laughs> I love the word, secretion yeah. of uh, you know of, of um, neurons, whatever it is, in certain synapses, blah blah blah. I don't know. Then that's still, we still can't get round the fact that something must be causing that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the, that's that's the classic. Um, um, Problem critique of 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 Cartesian dualism, isn't it? That that, mm. uh, that you know Descartes quite, Descartes has has a, has this dual substance understanding of of um, human being mm. that you've got the kind of the physical extended side, which is the, you know which is the body, mm. um, 
uh, which is kind of made out of you know meat and 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 <laughs> veg and, and it's made out of and it's made out of you know corporeal it's corporeal made of atoms and yeah. and molecules and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then you've got and then you've got the mind mm. um, and the mind is a different substance altogether mm. um, and it's you know the classic idea of the kind of the ghost in the machine um, and people have said you know quite rightly well in, if it's the ghost in the, how does the ghost which is insubstantial and entirely different subst- substance mm. how does that engage how does that actually you know engage with 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 the meat part so you, your mind might be doing things mm. like thinking i want to raise my arm mm. but how does that incorporeal substance affect your arm such that your arm will kind of lift itself up because you, you know anything incorporeal has no connection uh, and he ends up coming up with some kind of daft idea that there's a kind of gland somewhere that's what that's mm. you know a bit of both where they where they meet and because that makes no sense either um because it's a third substance and then god is another substance you know so all these things don't don't interact can't interact with each other but they clearly do um yeah. and he's never been able to ask but we're stuck we've been stuck with this dualistic understanding for a long time because um, it's, it's it's um it was an answer to it was a get out clause wasn't it because it was yes because god yes. was there uh and then if we say oh, okay we're going to park this over here for a moment yeah, yeah, um, yeah. God will make that work. But, um, but I, I always think as well that we can look back. Was it how long has it been? Was it like four hundred years, five hundred years? Isn't it? Um, and we can look. Oh well, Descartes. You know, you know, poor love. He didn't know it any better. <laughs> um, but actually, it is a massive problem, isn't it? Still, the soul. Mm. And why yeah, we haven't moved on much from this, from this yeah, debate, to be honest. Yeah, the soul. Um, uh, this is where also, you know, I think of Wittgenstein because um, words like the soul and love mm. and all these kind of things seem to live outside of mm. our, an under, our current understanding of biology. And um, and there's sometimes there's there's no other other words that will that will will help. We know that, you know. Uh, we have symbols for things like love, the heart, mm. but the heart mm. itself is like quite an ugly thing, isn't it? Yeah. And if we yeah. pulled it out, it's this disgusting kind of. Yeah, you certainly wouldn't want, you wouldn't want to give it to your to your 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 loved one, would you? As yeah. a gift. But we know we all know what we mean. Mm. We all know yeah. what we mean yeah. when, when uh, we talk about that. So there's limit limits, but um, uh, my my point is, um, how do we move on? How do we move on from that from that that dualism that point of view? Because I think it's kind of made a comeback, hasn't mm, it? Recently, it really has. Yeah. Well, as we said before, it's, it's it's. I mean, I think people find it quite comforting, mm. um, in some ways. Mm. Um, I think people like to think that there's more to them than just the physical, mm. um, for all sorts of reasons. Um, but it's you know, there's more to me than you can see. There's more to me than you can own or possess. Mm. There's more to me than you can you know, th- th- than can be kind of utilised physically in a physical world. Mm. Um, that idea that there's there's, there's an essence mm. um, that 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 escapes um, all the kind of the the, 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 the the traps and the kind of heartaches of the physical world um, is actually quite attractive. Um, mm. But you st- but thing is you know. You tend to find. I mean, even even modern science has kind of has has, has followed this route. You, you, people either are either saying, as far as I can understand it, um, certainly philosophically, but I think scientifically as well. Um, you're either taking a kind of view that that um, the mind, mm. if you like, or the soul, mm. um, is nothing is nothing more than less than the phys- than the physical brain. Mm. So your brain is your mind and, and all the kind of chemical interactions and all the kind of things it does physically is, is your mind. And to suggest that there is another substance 
um, is 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 you know it's just overly complicated. And kind of you know supply outcomes razor here. Mm. The most simple explanation is we're physical beings, um, and so every manifestation of ourselves is physical. So the mind, the soul, if you want to call it that, is simply the is simply the brain. Mm. Um, and you get this as we said before in, in in you know in films like you know the Frankenstein movies where um, you can take somebody's brain out and put it in another body, and that whole person's personality and character. Mm. Transfers along with them because the brain um, has, has, is, is seen as the as the, the seat of everything. Um, then you've got those people who say that the brain is where is where the mind happens. Mm. So the brain is so what the brain does in terms of its, in, in terms of the process it goes through creates a mind. Mm. So the brain itself is not the mind, but it's what it does generates a mind. Mm. Um, now where that sits and what it does. Um, is is a is 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 a, is a big question. So mm-hmm. it, it's kind of is 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 the you know is is mind uh, a process or is mind a physical thing? Um, and we've talked about this before in the context of of, of human identity. Mm. You know, am I a human being in in as as a, as a single individual entity, mm. or is my humanity something that happens when I engage with you or with anybody else? And the mm. humanity is something that goes on in a kind of corporate sense um and humanity is not something i own it's not something you own it's something that happens between us mm. um the kind of levinas idea um so yeah it's 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 different and then of course then of course you know if you go back to the likes of of of, of plato and 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 you know the, um you know the christian tradition you've got the idea of the soul being something that 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 is unique is eternal mm. that was created by god and is a separate thing altogether from anything um that exists in the world and will continue to persist um yeah, I think um, it. I think those those ideas are, um, uh, you know, um, everlasting for a reason. I think, mm. but they're, I think they're scratching at something because they're, they're mm. you know, they're, they're not. They're kind of um, some some things that are really difficult to to uh, open up and 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 express through through words. Is you know, Wittgenstein again, mm. but. Um, so they 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 keep going, and I think they they sh- they should be here. And I don't I don't belittle them, mm-hmm. um, but I think they're a kind of stopgap. So I was mm-hmm. thinking just then about you know, uh, are we our minds or or are we our bodies or, or what are we? Mm-hmm. So I think um, like like John Searle was saying, it's a unified thing. Now mm-hmm. you you can you can have some people who are um, you know uh, uh, paralyzed. Or they can't use their body, or for whatever reason. Um, um, but their, their, you know, your their character, and who they are, who they they are, is still um, accessible um, through their through their you know their words or their their way of being. But what I was thinking of is like, say you you particularly like the way yeah, your um, your your wife or whoever smiles. Or mm. does a particular thing with their body. Mm. It's that can't. There's nothing about their mind that you're you're pointing at in in that. It's a link between uh, between their um, uh, between their body and their mind, and it's, and uh, it's it's even difficult to try to express that. It's not a link. It's the whole thing. It's the whole package, if you mm. want. Yeah, it's the mind mm. and the body. So even if you if you couldn't move your body. You still exp- you still express yourself in the in what you've what you've got basically, so the, your expression okay. of who you are, this is who I am, is your physical body. I think it it can only be that. It, it can't be anything secret that's hiding. 
you know mm. i don't know i'm, I'm up for <laughs> yeah yeah no this, 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 no this is this is all interesting stuff mm. i mean it yeah i mean if 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 I'm just kind of going back a little bit to 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 to, to Descartes again because um, mm. I still think he's quite relevant. I mean, if if we are, um, if for example the, the the mind is a physical phenomenon, mm. um, uh, and is really sim- really just a case of I don't want to say simply because it's very complex. Mm. But if the mind is is, is a physical phenomenon um, which can be reduced to. Um, well, I mean, say for example, I, you know, I wanted to look at, uh, you know, I'm holding up a mug here. So here's a mug. Um, now I can explain this mug um, in terms of uh, right down to its molecular level. If I, if I, you know, if I had the tools uh, and 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 the language, I could explain exactly, you know, what this is made of, and then I could explain, uh, you know, the, the the elements that make it up, um, and I could explain the 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 the. the uh, the, the atoms that make it up and the, the, the quantum physics that make it up. And I could say, you know, I know all of that. So I can, I can replicate this. Yeah. This is not a problem. I can clone this um, completely. You know, I can kind of, it's almost like kind of, you know, um, like, you know, ripping a CD. I can, I can digitally transfer one piece of music to another, to another platform mm. um, without, any remainder it's 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 just as you say zeros and ones so you can do this exactly i can recreate this mug mm. recreate the chair i'm sitting in and it's the basis of mass production yeah. we can do that you understand um, what it is completely mm. so you can cre- recreate you can it. put the bits together yeah uh, that's mass production now you could argue that previous to that when it was a craftsman's job you could never have exactly the same table or exactly the same mug or exactly the same chair made at any time um, because they would always be slightly different because the craftsman would make it by hand and it would depend on the weather conditions how he was feeling or how she was feeling and so on um, but now we can do this because we understand it right down to the minutest level now if the if the human mind is that mm-hmm. because it's associated simply with the physical brain then we can re- then we can re- we could given enough time and effort we could make it we could make a brain mm. um and people are experimenting with that people are trying to to, to, to come up with and have been coming up with with very primitive kind of um biological organic computer uh, computers and so on mm-hmm. um so you could make a brain and you could say okay we'll we'll we'll, we'll map danny's brain um, in a physical sense, completely physically, uh, and then we will reproduce that exact brain, brain and we'll stick it in a jar, and then we'll, we will have Danny. Mm-hmm. You know, sounds body. He won't have a body to him, but Danny's brain will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and you know, in a sense, what will be you know what will be the difference between the two of you? It'd be a snapshot of your brain at the time it was scanned. Um, now, I'm not sure how I feel about whether that is. I mean. Uh, certainly, people like Marvin Minsky, for example, who we've mentioned before, kind of you know, great kind of you know MIT uh, uh, computer scientist, philosopher of mind, and so on, would say, yeah, that's that's that is that is the secret of immortality. Not that our, our current forms will exist, but that we can we can recreate, we can constantly recreate ourselves, um, uh, or transfer our or transfer our minds into other bodies, um, and it doesn't matter where you transfer yourself. You could do that ad infinitum. But you just go in and get yourself scanned. My problem with that is. So you're you're a, that's an, that's the assumption that you uh, you could build a machine um, build a machine um, competent enough to mm. duplicate uh, the the brain. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If if that if if that's something that could, and we can build other but then organs. Yeah, you um you, the only way to do that would be to understand you either you either you you found the machine aliens. Dumped the machine, 
Yeah. You don't know really how it works, but you can duplicate that brain and make it, and and, and then, mm. but and and then you could you know, recreate me, but mm. you still don't understand how it works. Yes. Or you you get to the point where you do understand how it works, so you can actually mm. make uh, a, a brain. So mm. we that is a massive problem that we're sidestepping here, or. Mm. Well, I mean, I, yeah, you're right, and you're right. I mean, this is this is where where you know I think the idea of artificial tele- intelligence is a bit of a misnomer because it's not really we're not talking about intelligence mm. um, in the sense that, as you were saying, in the sense that human beings are intelligent because there is no uh, we we haven't created uh, um, we haven't created a, a, a copy of a human mind here. Mm. What we've done is we've identified we've identified an uh, an analogous process. In other words, you know, how do human beings um, piece data together well we look for patterns mm. so we we're, 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 we're basically looking for you know for pattern recognition yeah. um, and we're saying okay well it, you know if, if somebody talks about this um, then the normal pattern we would expect mm. um, as, a, as, as, as a as a meaningful conversation about this will be these words or these sources put together so um, what we're going to do is, is we're going to you know we're going to build we're going to build a piece of software um, that can recognise these patterns. So if I say, uh, you know, um, I don't know, Danny O'Donnell, mm-hmm. um, uh, it will scan the net for for all the references to Danny O'Donnell. It will say, okay, what what uh, what kind of patterns do we normally see that 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 phrase that 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 pattern? Mm. What do we what combinations do we normally see it in com- combination with? Okay, we see it in combination with Greenwich University. So let's put in a chunk of what we might find from Greenwich. And we've seen it in combination with Oxford University Press. And we've seen it in combination with Wittgenstein. And we've seen it in combination with WTF philosophy. Mm. So then what it does is it, it, it cuts and pastes from these things and pieces them together in what it considers to be meaningful. And if there are gaps, sometimes it makes things up because it's, 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 it, it doesn't want gaps. Mm. Um, and it puts that together. Now, I'm not saying that human minds don't do that. We do do that. Mm. Pattern recognition is something we do. And if you send a student away to do some research, um, then you want it to kind of, you know, you want the student to read material and you want it to recognize, you want the student to recognize um, connections and so on um, and, and put things together. But what you also want is that element of synthetic creativity. Mm-hmm. You actually want a, a student to be able to come to work and throw in something new into the, me- into the melting pot. Um, some critical evaluation, some questions that have just come out of their own experience about, you know, how does this work? Why does this work? Um, maybe some, some, some engagement, some engagement with, with the world in which they, they operate, the world in which they navigate, um, which makes it unique, um, which allows human beings to make leaps, of, uh, leaps beyond logic. Yeah. It's like Einstein. Yeah. Uh, Einstein said, you know, a lot, of, a lot of his stuff, particularly stuff on relativity, um, We've mentioned this before. I mean, he was he was uh, there was a lot of, um, of of debate about you know where Einstein what, what he built on to, uh, to 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 come up with the uh, with 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 the, the theory of relativity. And he came and um, people and it became it's become it's become um, dogma in a lot of in a lot of textbooks um, that he he drew on uh, an experiment done by um, two physicists called Michelson and Morley who did some stuff on the speed of light. Yeah. Um, and so you look at the, you look at stuff, and because people expect um, the, people to build on previous knowledge, they said, "Ah, well, of course, you know, he did this. He built on this." Uh, and he said, "No, I, I've I'd never even come across that research before. I don't even know who these guys are." And my, if you look, my my preliminary research came out before their you know before their stuff came out. So it's quite obvious he didn't use them. Mm. Um, um, 
Uh, and you're saying it, it sometimes human minds just make these leaps of logic. We can we know we don't have a connection, but we have that kind of creative spark. Call it the soul. Call it our creativity, yeah. which you know which allows us to jump from where we are to, to where we want to be um, in an imaginative way. Um, now that's the nature of true human intelligence. Now at the moment we don't we're not replicating that when we're talking about artificial intelligence. We're talking about something fairly kind of yeah. fairly prosaic. Yeah. Um, you know, sticking. So you'll always in in AI, you will always end up with some. I mean, I talked to some artists the other day at the art college. I do some stuff in um, because they're being hit. You know, they're they're being hit by this as well. Um, at the art college, you, you can buy. You know, you can get AI software, which and uh, you can say, you know, paint me a picture of Danny uh, Danny O'Donnell uh, in in a ballerina's outfit, mm. um, and they will do that. Mm. Uh, it will just sort of, you know, it will find a ballerina's outfit somewhere on the net. It will find a picture of you, and it will mash the two together. So mm. basically, it will be doing a Photoshop thing for you but very quickly um now that could then be sold if it could then be sold to the daily mail and so you know oxford university press editor um seen in such and such so it could be used as you know like deep fake stuff and we're seeing a lot of that um a lot of you know a lot of of, of, of fake images coming up which is going to be uh, a, a difficult thing to, to cope with um but you could create that image and you could say uh, you know, I've painted this. I've designed this. I photographed this, mm. um, and the art uh, and art. You know, the art tutors are saying, "Well, you know, this is, this could be a bad scene um, because you know the, the students aren't aren't creating it for themselves." Um, but it's it's it always looks fairly. Um, these artists are saying it always looks fairly beige. It always looks fairly bland because you know you've got a kind of kind of vague feeling of deja vu that like, somehow I've seen this somewhere before mm. because it's it's just stuff you find on the net. Mm. Which has been stuck and overlaid on top of each other, and sometimes quite cleverly. Mm. But it's kind of there's nothing, there's no spark of originality here. It's nothing. You're not looking at it. You think I've never seen anything like this before. This is just great. Yeah. Uh, and it's the same in the written work as well. It 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 can be it'll be perfectly competent, and I'm sure that before long there will be students um, for various reasons. And you know, students have always used uh, some students have always found shortcuts um, when they get panicky. Um, or they're not quite sure what's going on, or they don't understand the brief, they will find shortcuts. And we will be getting kind of a lot of C-grade essays being produced by, you know, AIs um, that haven't been picked up. Uh, and it, then it, what it comes down to, in a sense, is 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 that kind of test of a test of character that I think most students, exactly as you were saying, mm. um, don't want don't want to get um, uh, an achievement, an award, which they think I didn't actually do. Yeah. People, you know, people don't get a great deal of satisfaction out of that um i said if they're panicky uh and sometimes do, people do get panicky if you know they're working to a deadline mm. um or if there's money at stake you know i've spent x number of you know thousands of pounds on a, on a university education yeah. i can't afford to mess this up um if that happens then people might say you know what i'll do whatever it takes you can um, understand as well can you you can you can understand and there have been oddly enough some of the people who are going to be hit by this most heavily are some of the essay mills mm. some of these companies um that you find all over the world, which will, uh, for a fee, mm. write your essays for you, mm -hmm. um, and they charge, you know, they charge quite a decent amount of money yeah. for an undergraduate essay, uh, undergraduate essay for at a particular level and so on, and on a particular topic. But they'll get somebody to write it for you. Mm. Now, of course, ironically, these people are now going to be undercut um, by by AIs uh, that can do it for you cheaper. Mm. Perhaps not quite as um, perhaps not quite as as, 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 as as sparkling, or perhaps not quite as tailored, but they can do the job, um, and I said this, this this raises all sorts of all sorts of questions about the nature of, of higher education. It raises a lot of questions about the nature of creativity. Mm. Um, you know whether human beings. I mean, for my money, 
I, you know, it seems to me that the way that one combats this is, is, is exactly as you were saying, um, to appeal to people's sense of self-worth. You know, yeah. you know, if I, you, you know, you can, um, you know, you can do a lot of stuff on 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 computers. You can play a lot of computer uh, adventure games and and so on. But it's not actually you doing it. So <laughs> when you get that sense of achievement at the end of a game, you know that it's a game achievement. You're yeah. not you're not suddenly thinking to yourself, "Wow, I'm such a better human being now because I've saved the world from these aliens," or "I'm a better human being because I." You know, I've solved this puzzle. It's kind of that was really that was quite a nice little exercise, yeah, yeah. and I had fun doing that. But it's not necessarily made me a better person. Mm. And you know, if 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 a lot of our tasks now that are AI implemented give us that kind of give us that kind of computer game buzz, you know, I've 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 managed to achieve this. Yeah. But you know, it's are you actually going to say this is a personal achievement for you anymore? And is this going to make you feel existentially valued? I think a lot of people will just feel existentially less valued yeah, yeah. the more they get sucked into this. And they will get sucked into this because you'll have employers saying to them, right, now, now you've got all this, this fancy software and this, fa- these fancy, this fancy tech. You can work. You can, have, you can be twice as, twice as productive, three times as productive. Mm. Um, we want you to produce three reports by the end of the week rather than one because all you have to do is press these buttons. I don't really understand the report. Um, uh, that, that's been produced. I haven't really got time, to, but I've produced three reports and I've not really done anything. I've not achieved anything. Yeah. So I think there'll be a lot of existential crises. You know, I think you know, I, I think you know, Kierkegaard and, 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 and Sartre will be kind of you know nodding in the background, going, yeah, "We told you, yeah. existential crisis galore," um, because people are not making their own choices and people are not living authentic lives anymore. Yeah. Good. I don't know. It's 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 it goes beyond. This is the thing with philosophy, isn't it? it goes beyond the tech. It goes beyond the tech, and it, and the, you know these things hit us at a, at, at a fundamental level mm. and the impact on our on on what it means to be what it means to be human you know is, uh, you know are these are these 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 things are these things really going to replace us there's a lot of talk about yeah these mm. these things are going to replace us are they replacing us mm. um i mean they might take our jobs away yeah which is a different thing or they might take some jobs away which is a different thing, but not replacing us um because human beings Perhaps properly trained and perhaps properly aware of their own significance and value, mm. um, bring something else to the t- debate, and that might and that could very well be what we, you, you were talking about when you were trying to say it's this is human consciousness, this is human, the human soul, this is the human mind. Yeah. Maybe and maybe it's a belief. Maybe it's maybe it is a kind of Kierkegaardian belief. You have to kind of accept it as a leap of faith that you know. And Kierkegaard says we don't we don't know there is a God. We've just got to assume there is one. And then once you do. It's, the lived experience mm. teaches it to you. The lived experience confirms it to you. But you can't you can't prove it anywhere else. You can't kind of say you know I know there is a god. Yeah. Um, you know there is, but you can't prove it to anybody else because it's, it's a lived experience. And maybe it's a case of well, I know I've got a human soul. I know there is more to me than um, mm. than pattern recognition mm. uh, and 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 data crunching. I can't prove it to you. Exactly, but it's I know very because difficult. That's the way I operate. Like to convince people, uh, you know, or my children, or. Um, people just starting to learn about like um, you know science and religion, and people mm. say, "Oh, this you know, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in religion. This is all nonsense." Mm. And um, uh, so, if someone talks about you know uses the word God or soul, I would say, "Well, let's just we'll not use those words because they're, they're they're meaningless." Uh, mm. But I only I want to say, no, these words are not meaningless. They're really powerful. And uh, mm. it doesn't doesn't. Um, necessarily mean you can you know you have to go to church and believe in God and think of a you know but these are the best kind of words are really important for what we've got mm. for now like the word God why is it you know why is it still around mm. it's because it's something that we can't completely grasp it's one of those words that's like almost beyond you know, beyond it is beyond logic but it's mm. there 
and that's that's those range of things that you know a, a, a computer program could never get you know never it, it, you won't a computer um, program will never ask questions it wouldn't study philosophy you know but <laughs> i think yeah <laughs> yes well that's the thing i mean whether i mean I, yeah that's it i mean I, I, you know a piece of ai software um could probably would would or yeah could produce an essay or could produce a, a, a discussion about a particular philosopher mm. so could talk about philosophy mm. but whether it could actually philosophize i think is a different is a different matter entirely mm. so it could scan the net and it could say okay i will now gather information about wittgenstein and the tractatus mm. um and it will have a look and see what's available and it will piece together um a fairly you know a fairly comprehensive discussion about wittgenstein and the tractatus mm. uh, but it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't amplify mm. on that mm. uh it wouldn't add anything to that at the moment it certainly wouldn't be able to provide a critique mm. or or um the best it might do is is again it, it would come up with what other people had said um but that uh, you know other people's critiques and so on but it wouldn't contribute anything you know technically speaking an ai couldn't write a phd Mm. Um, it shouldn't be able to write a PhD if it, if the PhD was being marked properly as a as an original contribution to knowledge. Yeah. It was just you know, it, it, you know, it could probably write an undergraduate dissertation, yeah. which is not supposed to. It, it's just supposed to be kind of you know showing a, demonstrating um, knowledge of the field. Yeah. So you get away with that. It, but as it gets higher up, it reminds me now. I just had a <laughs> bit of a crazy idea. Have you ever seen the film Good Will Hunting? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So this genius kid. Uh, has uh, knowledge of everything, and you can like constantly uh, winning arguments, and and mm. um, you know someone try to uh, talk about a, a certain subject, and he can he can beat beat it, and and he's like um, he's got like psychological problems, and he and he's always kind of uh, negative to people. So he meets yeah um, uh, the Robin Williams character, who who um, um, uh, this Will Hunting then destroys him. Because um, he, he over uh, over uh, like a painting he did because he describes it as oh this is um, derivative of this that and the other, and there's a scene where the, the classic scene where they're in the on on the um, a bench, and Robin Williams said well um, I, I thought about a long time about what you thought what you said and it came to the real, realization that you're just a kid, and you know, <laughs> Chat GPT is just a kid. Okay. <laughs> it's never been. It's never been to these places. Never smelt stuff. It doesn't. It doesn't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, John Searle talks about you know um, itches and tickles and uh, yes. and um, uh, existential crisis and uh, yeah. all these kind of things that uh, make up the human experience, and, and mm. they all linked to being conscious of the world, mm. being in the mm. world. And no yes. amount of uh, collection of information will ever go further than just being a collection of information that can be re- re- regurgitated. Human experience mm. is just much, much, much more than that, mm. I think. Well, I was saying this to, to some students the other day. We were talking about how, how um, for knowledge to be, to be true understanding, to have true meaning, it has to be contextualised. Mm. Um, and this is, this is the difference between just a database of information mm. um, and true understanding. Yeah. Um, you contextualize, you know. Um, so you might, you know, a classic example is it's a very simple one, but the, the example I often use, I'm sure I've stolen from somewhere, you know, is a, is, is a bottle of water. And if you, if, you know, if you ask, uh, you know, um, ChatGBT or something like, you know, what is a bottle of water? Mm. Um, the chances are, and I've not done it, but I ought to try it actually. Mm. Um, uh, the chances are, will say, well, you know, a bottle of water is 
um, a container which contains, you know, the, the, the Camelot H2O, uh, and it can be bought in these shops, and you know, and it's used for hydrating the body, and so on, and so on, and so forth. Um, and it will describe the thing. Mm. Um, and description, um, I've always said, it's, it's, it's just only the first part of a student essay. The next stage is you have to contextualise mm. to, to critically engage. And it's kind of, well, okay, it very much depends. A bottle of water might mean, might be, uh, life and death. Mm. So if, if I give you a bottle of water in the middle of Cambridge or whatever and say, how much are you going to give me for this? Mm. They might say, well, 50p, because that's all it's worth, really, if that. Mm. Um, um, if we were all in a kind of desert, you know, miles and miles away from civilization, mm. um, we'd probably kill each other for that mm. bottle of water. Yeah. Uh, and it's worth human life um, because the context um, changes the value mm. and changes the significance of the thing. Mm. Um, also, if you said to chat GBT... Um, uh, um, well, what is this about the bottle of water? Mm. And if it said to you, "Well, it's not whiskey," then we know <laughs> that perhaps there is some kind of consciousness. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's just you pissing around. Well, it's from not whiskey. Them. It's like, well, that's yeah. completely outside of anything, yeah. isn't it? It's uh, yes. well, we know yeah. we know yeah, what, it, what, we, what we mean by that completely because the you know the because we know the semantics and the. Uh, you know, it's what we're saying there is, well, uh, we're being like um, humorous. We're saying uh, actually we prefer to drink whiskey. We're, there's lots of things, isn't it? That it wouldn't, it wouldn't cross. Yeah. <laughs>